Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 83 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Chris, and I hope our chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Chris has a bachelor's degree in computer science and an MBA in entrepreneurship and is currently a director of innovation at a large healthcare company. Welcome to the show, Chris. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. Thank you for the uh, the, the invitation uh, and to speak to your, your audience. You know, and, and good for you if you're listening to this podcast, uh, investing in yourself, uh, understanding how you can have the career that you can, you know, really wrap your arms around and, and love. I'm happy to to show up today to kind of share my experience and 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 hopefully uh, some wisdom from my journey in this. So yeah, uh, I am a director of uh, software engineering and and innovation, and in that role, uh, I have the honor of leading a team of uh, very smart people, uh, many of them recent college grads, um, exploring new ways to use technology to help our patients particularly around some of the personal wearable devices, but we also get into uh, artificial intelligence. You know, we're looking at, you know, potential use of drone delivery for, for, for medications. We're looking at how we can use machine learning, uh, both virtual and augmented reality, in ways that help our patients uh, heal and better take care of their health. Awesome, Chris, and thanks for that that overview. And Step Nation, the reason I want to have Chris on here is I, I met Chris uh, at an event and started chatting with him, and I was intrigued with what he's doing with inside the organization of working kind of with new college grads, entrepreneurial type avenues, and and these career paths that I didn't even realize existed with inside a company. So, you know, Chris, what are some, I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead here. What are some attributes that you look for when you're hiring for these new college grads that can be type innovators inside of a company? I would say that, you know, of, of course you have to have the, the, the technical foundations of, of, of development in, in computer science and IT. And we can talk more about that later. Uh, but in addition to having the, the technical skills, we look for individuals that work well together. Uh, in, in technology today, there are so many uh, details in terms of, of how you can deliver something and how things work together. No one person can possibly know it all. Everything we do is done jointly and in collaboration, not only amongst the team, but across the entire enterprise. So we need people who can communicate well, who can work with others. Um, we want you to be ambitious, but uh, not to the point where uh, you put yourself ahead of the team. So those are the types of things. And then also having an open mind, right? Because we're looking at innovation. So so uh, there's not a roadmap to get from point A to point B. We have to figure it out along the way. So you have to be open and flexible to, to new thinking and new ideas. You have to listen a lot um, as well as contribute. So those are the type of individuals we look for. Yeah, thanks for that, Chris, because, you know, STEM Nation, when, when you graduate, you, you want to develop the, the type of skills that Chris is talking about. So, you know, Chris is a, is a director level, which means that he gets involved in some of the hiring processes. He's worked his way up in the organization, and he sees what's successful and what is not. So, he, you know, Chris will have some great advice along the way. And so, Chris, are you, you know, some of the avenues that you're pursuing, the artificial intelligence, the machine learning, all the computer science, is is it feels like that is where the industry is heading. That's where all the buzz is about. So 
a student that's in high school thinking about what degree do I go for? You know, do I go for computer science if I'm interested in that? Do I go for electrical engineering or even mechanical engineering? You know, what's some advice that you would give to STEM Nation on that area? You know, one of the things I love about technology is that it's so broad and that it's growing all the time. Um, you really have to think about what plays well with your persona, right? Um, when I grew up, I, I was a fairly logical thinker and I loved computer games. So for me, it was a fairly, um, you know, easy decision to, to go into to computer science. But computer science is so broad and it encompasses so many different uh, roles. And I've had many of those roles, you know, with, within IT. You really have to think about what drives you, where your interests are. Um, if you're a problem solver um, and you think logically, you know, software engineering might be a, a great avenue for you. You actually develop software to 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 solve business problems or, or, or solutions. Um, there's data science, right? So that delves more into the artificial intelligence and looking at ways of identifying correlations between data. And there there are many many other you know roles within artificial intelligence. You know, like machine learning, teaching computers how to to recognize familiar patterns and make decisions on its own, or natural language processing, where uh, we use it all the time, right? With Google and with uh, some of the Alexa devices, where you can speak in natural language to a device, it interprets what you want, gives you an answer in natural language. Yeah, and I, I've seen some stuff that's going on with the natural language where. Y- it's able to answer your phone calls for you and, and talk in a, in a, like you're actually talking to a real human. It's pretty impressive what's going on out there. And I want to go back and touch on something that you brought up, Chris, about the skills that are needed. So when you often college, especially in engineering and where the curriculums are really challenging, so you, you end up studying all the time. What's some advice you'd give to STEM Nation as far as how do you develop these skills, these communication skills, this working together, the not putting yourself above the team? What do you recommend there? <laughs> you know, and, and, and no one is born with those skills. That's And that's the interesting part. And, you know, colleges and universities, they're doing a much better job today of weaving that into the curriculums in terms of, you know, you'll have a lot of, of group assignments, Right. So it's not just you needing to understand the material, but you'll have to work in teams to actually deliver uh, something back to the professor. Um, Some of this you have to develop yourself. Right. For example, the ability to speak in public and communication. Uh, No one can really uh, uh, assess uh, your ability to, to, to communicate well with others. But you know your own self, right? If you're nervous speaking in front of a group or you have difficulty expressing your feelings with others, that's an area that you should dive deep into and not not shy away from. And you have to actually look at extracurricular activities uh, to build up your, your, your skills in that area. You know, there are many clubs uh, at universities that you can join that can help your public speaking. Um, there are... Uh, you know, various coursework online where, where if you have difficulty working with others or resolving conflict, um, you can actually take coursework to improve your skill sets in these areas. So once again, it's not just the, the, the technical aspects of learning that's going to be important when you graduate. You really have to be well-rounded to work well with others. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. And that's come up time and time again on the podcast is the extracurricular activities outside of 
your core curriculum is is get involved with these other organizations, take some leadership roles within them, you know, become the secretary, become the the vice president or the president of different organizations to show that you have the ability to work with others, because that's going to be important when you're off looking for that first position. Um, you know what your extracurricular activities are. Absolutely, you can't you can't assume that 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 receiving a degree from a university will equip you with everything you need to be successful after you graduate. It's only a part of it. Um, and you're responsible for defining uh, the other parts of it. So listening to podcasts like this and, and educating yourselves is, is the step towards doing that. All right, absolutely. And Chris, we're going to pivot here over to something that really has you fired up in the area of, of innovation, entrepreneurship, artificial intelligence, or anything in general. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 just one other thing before we leave the topic of of college students. So, within our company, we have a a, a program called uh, Technology Development Program, and we actually recruit out of colleges and universities for for students that have both the the technical degree as well as some of the softer skills that that we discussed. And what's great about this program is that we we bring you in, and you're actually rotate through various departments so that you can uh, you know, gain experience within different areas. So you may be a software developer uh, in one area for a few months and then we'll move you to a different area where you may work on other things such as you know, organizing a process around project management and, and, and pulling you know, various team members together to build uh, uh, infrastructure. Um, or you may move to a, a finance area because there's, there's finance within IT Right. So so you get to experience different areas uh, before you select an area that that you most favor. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Chris. Those rotation programs that many of the large companies have is the rotation program. So so when you're out looking for that first position, look to see if you can get into one of those, because you're going to see a whole lot of insight into what goes on with inside of the organization. And you may find something that you didn't even know existed that really interests you. So thanks for sharing that, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. And you you bring something to the table as well. A lot of times uh, recent grads think that, you know, they they don't have anything to contribute. Uh, to the contrary, you're coming in with a fresh mind and a fresh view on things. In fact, the majority of the, the, the employees on my team are composed of these recent grads because we're looking at new and fresh ways to apply emerging technology, you know, in an innovative way. So you're, you know, you're coming in with a fresh mind that those of us who have even been at the company for for years uh, wouldn't have. So, um, again, it's definitely something you should look into uh, before you graduate. Yeah. And at some nation, I'm going to put this out there, right? When you're when you're in a room with a bunch of, let's say, 40 and 50 year old engineers talking about stuff and you're a new college grad and you have some ideas, don't be afraid to share those ideas because after you know, 10, 20, 30 years in the profession, you, you, you kind of get stuck in a rut and you're looking for these new ideas that come out from, from somebody that has completely different experiences. So yeah, that's, that's some good insight, Chris. All right. So let's go back to fired up. Hey, is there anything that really has you fired up today? <laughs> you know, what fires me up is, is uh, again, we're talking about artificial intelligence because that's the, that's the area that I'm in right now. It, it has almost limitless possibilities. And when it comes to healthcare, there are, there are various challenges where we get to apply uh, some of these emerging technologies to help solve it. You know, in, in one area that affects us all, right, your physicians, your, your family doctor, uh, physicians are 
continually being inundated with uh, additional tasks and administrative tasks they need to complete, and they, they're able to spend less and less time with patients. Think about it. When you go to, your, to see your doctor, you only spend maybe five or 10 minutes with, with your physician, and that's not a lot of time for him to really understand everything that's going on with you. Um, so we're looking at ways of leveraging artificial intelligence to free up the, the physician, free up the nurses uh, so that they can spend more quality time with patients. And a lot of the mundane and administrative tasks are done, you know, via via artificial intelligence and computers. And, and even to the extent where some of these algorithms can help steer the physician in terms of what's going on with you because we can input data from your Fitbit, we can input data from any type of uh, weight scales or other devices you might have in your home, uh, input data from uh, previous visits, um, as well as uh, historical family uh, 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 health information. And all of these things, the more information we have, the better prediction uh, a physician can do in terms of helping you. So what are some areas, if somebody's interested in this, what would you recommend uh, STEM Nation go off and investigate or look at? Again, you know, Google is my best friend, right? So I, w- I would literally Google uh, artificial intelligence uses in, in healthcare, and it'll come back with a, a wealth of, of activity in the industry, you know, around how artificial intelligence is, is helping people. Um you, once again, it's so broad, it's impossible for you to, 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 to pick everything. So you have to think about what interests you most. So as you look through the various um, skills and roles within artificial intelligence, some of which we've, 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 we've spoken to, uh, you know, a, a data scientist that actually use programming languages like Python and R, and they run analytics against data to help identify correlations or, or machine learning or machine or computer vision, right? So self-driving cars, right? Or self-guided drones. Um, if, if those types of things interest you, then you can, you know, be specific in that area. And I would encourage you to go deep into an area of focus versus uh, broad across all. And, and, and here's the reason I say that. As your career grows, you're going to to to, to grow um, expertise across many areas. Anyway, um, right now people are looking for um, knowledge within you know a detailed area, in depth knowledge within a detailed area. So don't be afraid. Don't feel as if you're you're limiting your options by focusing in on natural language processing or focusing in on machine learning. Uh, or data science. Really pick an area that speaks to you and start there. And and know that it is just a start. It doesn't mean that you're going to get pigeonholed in that role for your entire career, but it does give you a good uh, 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 leap board to, to, to other things within computer science and IT. Yeah, great advice, Chris. And we're going to move to a, a story. Chris, if you could take us to a time when you had an aha moment and tell us a story on how you turn that aha moment into success. My aha moment led me to the conclusion that no one is going to spoon feed my success. Um, you know, again, moving from a student to employment and having various careers, I needed to shift my thinking away from, you know, someone else, you know, waiting for someone else to recognize my greatness, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and, and start preparing myself ahead of time for what I wanted, even if I didn't see any indicators coming my way uh, for, for that particular role. So, so here's my story, right? So 
I remember, you know, I've always enjoyed and, and you know, loved computers. I'm also uh, an, an amateur drummer. Um, and, you know, in and around the, the 80s, 90s, you know, drum machines started coming in, into the industry. And, you know, so I was a drummer and I knew computers. But I really procrastinated when it came down to learning drum machines and, and how they work procrastinated procrastinated wanted to do it never never took the steps to do it only to 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 learn that one day i met a music producer who was from flight time and if you don't know who flight time is they're the folks who helped produce some of the janet jackson albums and the time and other other uh, uh famous bands within you know the minneapolis area so i met this producer and he was looking for someone who understood how to use these new drum machines and literally my jaw dropped. I couldn't believe that here was an opportunity where if I had invested the time ahead of time, I would have been ready for that opportunity. Instead, it it came and left and went somewhere else. That was my aha moment. That was when I realized, I said, you know what? You have to be prepared for when opportunities present themselves, not wait for opportunities and then try to spin up uh, in order to get it. And that's actually how I landed the job I'm in today. So... You know, uh, sorry, go ahead. You know, the Chris, you know, I kind of got goosebumps when you said that, actually, because that that's so spot on. You know, let's say that you had done what you thought you wanted to do with the drums and then this opportunity came along and something launched into something really, really, really successful. People would come back and go, oh, Chris, you're so lucky. And you could go back and go, you know, I wasn't lucky. I did the work ahead of time so that I was prepared when the opportunity came about. Absolutely. And and that's what, in my opinion, what luck is. Luck, it, there's no such thing as luck. You prepared yourself for when the opportunity arises, and then you take advantage of it. Absolutely. And at, and I want to go back, Chris, to, to what you said about your career. If you start your career and you go, wow, I do all the work, and I'm just not advancing, and I'm, I'm not doing really what I want to do, and the company's not doing this for me, you really want to take a step back and go, you have to architect your career. You, you got to look to say, you know, where are you headed and then start doing the things that will help get you there and actually architect a career that you want. Absolutely. nothing's going to just. Absolutely, yeah. Jeff. And, and, and that's how I got the job I, I'm in today. That is absolutely correct. I, I, you know, I, I literally, I sat back and, and so when AWS launched their, you know, cloud services, you know, I, instead of waiting and procrastinating, I jumped in and started learning it, started using it. You know, so I started creating my own VPN servers to, to give me, uh, you know, protection when I'm on, you know, public Wi-Fi networks, like at Starbucks or what have you, you could pay for a service like that, but I actually learned how to do it in AWS and went out and built one and it was completely free. You don't have to pay for a lot of these services as long as you're not a big corporation using, you know, gigabytes of data. Um, I cut the cord for, for cable TV. I got tired of Comcast and their charges and being on the phone for hours. So literally, I learned how to stream over-the-air TV, you know, through a, an, an in-home media network. And I was streaming, you know, TV to devices in any in my home long before Xfinity came out with, with X1. And I also loved uh, radio control planes. And, you know, so when drones hit... I decided to go ahead and invest in drones and learn how to fly them. Again, all of this on my own because these were interests that I had. Well, along came this opportunity they were uh, interviewing for a technology innovation leader. 
So when I interviewed, I listed all of these things that I had 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 been working with, and the the my my manager said, you know what, you're the type of guy we're looking for. We're looking for someone that's not going to be afraid of technology, that jumps in, learns what he needs to learn, and gets it done. I hadn't had an innovation leader position prior to the one I have today. But because of the work I had done on my own and offline in the areas that I wanted to to, to, to steer my career, I was prepared for that opportunity and I got the job. I'm going to say that you just got lucky, Chris. You just got lucky. <laughs> <to get that job. laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, imagine the lucky man, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, thanks for that great insights and all the value you've provided along the way. In STEM Nation, there's a lot more insight that Chris can provide. We just don't have time on the podcast today. If you're interested in reaching out to Chris, his LinkedIn link will be in the show notes. So click on that and say, hey, Chris, I heard you on STEM, STEM Nation, STEM on Fire. And I have some questions for you. I'm sure that Chris would be happy to help you out. I'd be more than happy to, to respond to any questions uh, that you may have. All right. Thanks for that, Chris. And we're going to shut her down here and we're going to wrap up. If you could share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation, and then we will say goodbye. Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to tell you the things that I wish someone had told me, and that is work harder than you think you should. In life, you're going to work hard and you get to decide when you're going to do it. You can either do it now as you embark upon your career, or you can just procrastinate and lollygag. And I guarantee you, you're going to work harder later in life. It's going to catch up to you. So why not work hard now to get the life you want? And then the second thing is market yourself, right? How you carry yourself is your commercial. If you express interests and aren't afraid of, of helping out, that will be your commercial. That is That will be how people will perceive you. And you are responsible for how people perceive you. And it definitely will have an impact in your career because your reputation will follow you. Awesome advice, Chris. And you sound like a great mentor. I, I, I envy the students that are working under you because I think you have some awesome insights. So thanks for that. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for the opportunity to speak again. I, I look forward to, to hearing from anyone who may have questions. All right. Thanks for that, Chris. And I hope you enjoyed that chat today with Chris. You can head over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player and share it with a friend. 